heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. This Wait, wait Robbie, it's an eve. What? No, it's not. It's, it's the eve of an eve. Never mind. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's Let's Memorial see. Day Eve Eve. <laughs> Thank you. We go to the Eve <laughs> Eve again. I was excited. I thought we had an eve that we could talk about that. Yeah, it was close. I am really excited about today's show. And first of all, I want to tell you guys, great job last week. You know, you guys miss me not at all. It was awesome to sit and listen to that show. You weren't here? No. See what I mean? You didn't miss me at all. And, but it was a great time with my family in Florida, and that, that was a good time to get caught up with my mom and, and some other people. But uh, you guys did an awesome job. If, if you didn't catch that show last week, I'd encourage you to go to Masculine Journey Radio on um, Facebook or go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, and you can pick up that, that show as we're continuing to talk about the topic of the masculine journey, the stages of the masculine journey, as seen through David's life and, of course, through movie clips because we use movie Naturally. clips here. And so last week's show, Robbie, you want to kind of update us on what last week's show was about? Yeah, we did the cowboy phase or stage, mm-hmm. which was really fun yeah. because uh, David was sort of a shepherd cowboy, but we, we, we took him through some clips there to see how it is that we can uh, wound a cowboy, a young man's heart, if we're not in, in fathering him through certain parts of that stage. And we mm-hmm. get to do that again today. We do. And today we're going to talk about the next stage, which is warrior stage. There are six stages in all. If you haven't been listening, we hope that you go back and listen to some of them. But there are there's six stages, right? There's the, the um, boyhood stage. There's the cowboy ranger stage. There's the warrior stage, the lover stage, the king, and the sage, right? And so we're on the warrior stage, and we're partway through. And, and you may have known that David was a warrior. I think they chronicle that just a little bit in the Bible. One or two times. Yeah, yeah. What's a story that you remember, Al, that was about David being a warrior? Well, the one with Goliath stands out in my mind. Well, that was David. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was David. Okay, you're right. But David was a a young boy becoming a man, and he had been through the stuff that you guys had talked about, the Cowboy Ranger stuff. And this is really his first battle with with a man that we know of in Scripture. And, And so that happens in life. Life is a bit of a battlefield, if you guys haven't haven't noticed that it kind of describes why it feels the way that it does lots of days but uh we need to be prepared for that and we're going to listen to our first clip it's from a movie that's uh what mid 80s yeah maybe early 80s maybe early 80s it's from the original karate kid yeah and we're going to listen to part of this and i want you to listen to the interchange between mr miyagi and what's the karate kid's name I'm thinking Ralph Macchio. <laughs> yeah, Daniel. Daniel San. Oh, Daniel San. Daniel San. Let's right. listen to the interchange here, specifically how Daniel San talks to Mr. Miyagi. I'm being your slave is what I'm being, man. Now, we made a deal here. So? So? So you're supposed to teach and I'm supposed to learn, remember? Uh, you learned plenty. I learned plenty. I learned how to sand your decks, maybe. I wax your car, paint your house, paint your fence. I learned plenty, right? Uh, not everything is as seems. And I'm going home, man. Daniel San. Daniel-san! What? Come here. Show me sand the floor. Sand the floor. Stand up. Show me sand the floor. 
Big sucker, sand of Roa. Now show me wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Concentrate. Look in my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Show me paint a fence. Up, down. Up, down. Up, down. Other side. Look eye. Always look eye. Show me paint a house. Side, side. Lock wrist. Side, side. Show me wax on, wax off. Yes! Yes! Show me paint a fence. Yes! Yes! Show me side to side. Yes! Show me sand of floor. Sam, show me, leave the room. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was laughing at that because for listening to it without watching it, it sounded like he had allergies. Aish, <laughs> you know, I was thought Mr. Miyagi needs some, you know, it was that time something. of year based on the crickets. I was <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pollen. Of Reminded me of my earthly dad. Yeah, there you go. Now, one of the things that struck me, uh, doesn't really relevant to our topic, but when has that stopped me from saying something? Both these people were on happy days together. I just didn't really think about that. Yeah, yeah, that just yeah. Anyway, when you said that, so. yeah. Well, back to the topic. Okay, yeah. So as we listen to that, you got a young Daniel who's really a teenager at this point, mid-teens, right? And so he's moving into that warrior stage, and life's been tough for him. You know, he's been getting beat up by some kids, and he runs into this guy that appears to be like a maintenance man, kind of gardener guy for a comp apartment complex, and he starts to learn that he knows a lot about life, and he starts to teach him. So as you guys listen to that, Robbie, what kind of jumps out at you as you listen to that clip about how does that relate to our lives or what God's doing in our life? Yeah, there's so much there because you got a, a boy who's got somewhat of an orphan spirit. He's a single mom, you know, so here comes this guy from nowhere and he's fathering him. And it's really a, a neat thing to see him step in and begin to get him to work hard. But at the same time, he's teaching him the discipline of karate through hard work and discipline but the the thing that blows me away of the most about the clip is again that daniel does not yet trust the heart of the teacher and and this is where that is really beginning he's beginning god does that same thing with me i don't know how many times i've been on sand the floor and did not know that i was learning a valuable lesson as was david absolutely you know we we talk about the story out that you mentioned with with david and, and goliath but it's not the first time he picked up a slingshot or a sling to, to throw a stone. He had to have done that in the past, correct? Well, when he was tending his father's sheep, you know, and, and I don't know what child services would say, but he's out there, he's alone, he's got a little patch with two strands of uh, leather and some stones. And a bear, a lion, they come up and go after the sheep. And he not only does he fend them off, he kills them. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he's had to use that for protection for the sheep, for himself, but that whole time, you, know, you could look at that, and if it's like a lot of teenagers or like I was, it would be, wow, look at what I got to do. You know, I got to do this hard work. I got to be out here. Oh, woe is me. And yet he's really learning how to be a warrior. 
And that's the thing. So he's prepared when he goes into that first battle. I wonder what he said to the person that showed him the sling and the rock and said, okay, this is what you're going to use to defend yourself against wolves and bears. Really? A rock and a sling. Now, to be fair, he did have a staff as well, so he could hit him with that. But the rock and sling was far away. You could hit him. So that's that's probably what he used. One, one thing that strikes me in that clip was that Mr. Miyagi was less than what he appeared and Daniel was trying to be more than what he was. Mm-hmm. And as we go through life, it's always the ones that seem like less that give us more. Mm-hmm. Good point. We had in that first clip, we had a, a person that was being trained and they didn't realize it. But we're going to listen to another clip here where somebody knows they're being trained. They know what the intent is and they still struggle with it. It's from the movie Rocky, the original. And we're going to listen to it and come back and talk about it. I want you to try, listen to me. I want you to try to, to chase this little chicken. Well, what do I got to chase a chicken for? It's embarrassing, you know? First, because I said so. And second, because chicken chasing is how we always used to train in the old days. Yeah. You catch this thing, you can catch grease lightning. Ready? Yeah, well, I'd rather eat it than chase it. It ain't very mature, listen, but I'll, if you say... Well, neither are you very mature. Now listen, get this thing. The fighter ain't a farmer. Come on, Ernest. Go on and get him. Get him, get him, get him. Come on, what's the matter with you? Get him. Move your tail. Move your tail. You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, oh, in studio today, I guess I should have said, we got Robbie and Al and our friend Dennis is back with us. Dennis, it's good to have you here. Vinny's setting off to the side. We'll try to course him up here to maybe talk in a little bit. And of course, I'm here. I'm Sam. But Dennis, welcome back. As you listen to that clip, is there anything in that particular clip that jumps out at you? What jumped out at me is is how we, in, in our younger years, and I'm thinking rebellious teenage stages, uh, oftentimes we'll be asked to do something and we're thinking this is just absolutely ridiculous. And we're laughing when he's talking about uh, what's this Kentucky Fried. He doesn't see the point of what he's tra- what his trainer's trying to do with him at all. He will see it later, but at the time he's just, why am I wasting time doing this? How many times in our young lives do we go, why am I wasting my time doing this? Why is my dad or God having me do this? I wish I could say it was just my young life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in which I said yeah. that, you know, I mean, there's been many, many times I thought something was pointless, you know, and when yeah. you're on the outside Absolutely. looking in at this clip, you have a guy that's been a street fighter. He stood on flat feet. That's how he's fought. He's fighting a true boxer that dances around the ring. And, and so the, what the trainer knows, what the guy who's fathering in him, in him in this clip knows, he's got to be light on his feet. And the only way he's going to be able to do that is to try to catch this chicken. And so you have, again, what you said, Robbie, what's going on here with the, the pupil and the, the teacher? Yeah, he's not trusting the heart of the teacher. And the thing that I find fascinating is how much we love these types of scenes as men, these training scenes. And the whole Rocky movie, to a great extent, the reason we want to watch it is to see how he's going to train this time, if it's going to be the eggs in the blender or, or you know, is he going to lift the, the big crates or what, you know, chin-ups on the farm and the Siberia or what is it going to be this time and the same thing with Karate Kid movies it's the training that gets you intrigued and so obviously there's something in the heart of a man that just craves that warrior training right and it's necessary for him I was just going to say and you're very right about the other point that you made that this continues on in our life we can be I'm 55 years old and we still get excited about about seeing that sort of thing we still get excited about being involved in something that may be new training for us. 
Yeah, and it, it goes back to trusting the heart of the teacher. You know, when you look at this, and a warrior has to learn to submit to the king. He's got to learn to trust the heart of the king. He's got to be willing to submit to the king. Very similar in our walk, right? With, with God, we have to be willing and submit to him and trust his heart is indeed good. David had to do that as well, and we're going to come back and talk about that. And we got so much more. we got a guest that should be calling in that we're going to talk about an upcoming boot camp. Uh, on this topic, Fathered by God, so we'll come back with him after the break. You've been listening to Masculine Journey. We'd ask that you go to Masculine Journey Radio on Facebook. Give us some thoughts. Give us some ideas on what you'd like us to talk about, any movie clips that spoke to you, or visit us at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Have you ever wanted to meet Vinny Menino in person? We're talking The Guardfather. Oh, it is a treat. And we got an opportunity for you this coming Thursday. It's music at twilight. <laughs> in Kernersville. So join us at downtown Kernersville this Thursday from 6 to 8. Stop by the WTRU tent. I'll have the whole Masculine Journey team there. We're going to have Dennis. Hey, can I sing? The question isn't whether you can sing. The question is, can you sing? And Al. Al Henley, you can't miss Al. <laughs> We're going to have some great giveaways. Downtown Kernersville, it's from 6 to 8 on Thursday. Can I sing? Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown in the Line of Fire, the Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport, you can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. We are excited to have you with us today on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. I hope that you're uh, geared up to do whatever you do on Memorial Day, which for me is watching a big race. And I know it's going to offend all you people here in North Carolina, but I watch the Indy 500. <laughs> to me, that's the big race. Where's that at? It's an Indy, Al. Indy 500. There's a town called Indy? It's not Indy. It's not India. It's Indianapolis. Oh, that Indy. We'll get the map out later. We'll kind of go I thought it. it was like that new wave kind of Indy. Music. Independent. Yeah, it's not that. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. We're, uh, we're going to continue to talk about the topic of the warrior stage. And as we left off, we're talking about David and how he has been taught by God. And, and it's not just our words that say that. There's In Psalm 144, David's pretty clear about that. As he, well, as I could get it pulled up as I type up the wrong thing. See, we have glitches here on the masculine journey. If you <laughs> some don't are believe big, it, some are small. Yeah. But here we go. We have Psalm 144, and this is David's words, because it says Psalm of David, so we know it's him for sure. Praise be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle, he is a loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. And if you go on and you continue to read the rest of that psalm, it's very much about God not only teaching David to be a warrior, but also being a warrior himself. So if you think about that topic of God being a warrior and we're made in his image, surely there's got to be some passages in which it says God's a warrior. And he's a better trainer than Meredith Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, Meredith Burgess. Baxter? Burgess. I, one of I those didn't know Meredith. she trained. Uh. <laughs> but he is probably better than her, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we got Gene on the line. We do. Yeah, he's... Hey, he's, guys. Hey, it's good to have you, to be on. With you Gene, how you doing? 
pretty well. Pretty well. It's good, good to be talking with you guys. It's great to have you guys about a lot. We're we're ju- we're just excited to be the uh, allies of y'all. Well, we are excited to have you as allies, and and you're up uh, north of us here just by a little bit. Uh, but you have something. Yeah, Go ahead. I, I was going to say, but only four or five hours up, up, up the road. It's not far. Ah, it's just a short drive. That's just a short drive. Uh, but you have something very exciting coming up here in a few weeks down the road in June. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, in, in about a month from now, uh, we're going to be putting on uh, the second one of our boot camps. Um, and I was initially thinking we put our first one on last September with, with some guidance and that assistance and good, good old-fashioned mentorship from, from you guys. And I was expecting that this next one would be just like that one, but God kind of steered us a little bit different and said, no, no, you're, you're, this one's going to be entirely all about fathered by God, going through the stages of the masculine journey. And I'm like, wow, um, not quite sure how to do that, but, and so we're kind of figuring it out as we go along. So it's, it's really uh, encouraging for me to be able to, to, to tie into you, talking about the stage of the warrior here, and uh, it's such a powerful thing. And, and so many of us are, are so uninitiated as warriors. Oh, absolutely. And, and, but the good news is we don't have to leave it there, and God doesn't leave it there, right? He comes after that, doesn't right. he, Gene? Boy, does he ever. He's been teaching me how to fight a whole lot over the, these last couple of months. Un- unexpected battles and, and opposition and stuff, and live fire exercises. And it's, a, it, it's like God is telling me, Gene, you're ready for this. Step up. You know, go, grab your sword and, and start a swinging. Well, the details for this are at MasculineJourney.org. And they're also there at our Facebook page. We posted that today. But, Gene, tell our listeners, where is it and how, how long is it in, in a few details? Sure, sure. Um, the details are also at our uh, website, heartofstrength.com. Basically, it's a three-day, uh, two-night kind of thing. We're starting on Friday uh, around dinner time, finishing up a little bit after lunch, around 2 o'clock or so. And uh, it's just outside of Winchester, Virginia, at this uh, great little place called Hunting Ridge. Wonderful place, 350 acres, lots and lots of woods with critters in them, <laughs> deer and, and all kinds of other things, and uh, two little stocked fishing ponds. It's a wonderful place. In fact, way, way back in the back, there's a, there's a beaver dam if, if you're willing to go hiking to, to go looking for it. But the important thing is it, it's, it's an amazing place where God is going to be showing up and men can connect with him. Gene, now... What should they expect when they come? I know you say that God's going to be there and God's going to show up, but they're there for the masculine journey. So what should they expect God is going to be wanting to do with the majority of them? Now, God's going to do what he wants to do with each of them, obviously. But what do you think God's going to be coming after in their hearts? Well, I'm I'm fully expecting, and and what we're praying for is that uh, each man will have a, a chance to really connect with God and specifically about where are they in their, uh, in, in the stages of the masculine journey. You know, I expect God to be coming after men and helping them recognize, you know, you never really did too much in the cowboy or ranger stage, and, and let's, let's do some work here. Let's, let's help uh, understand this better, and let's, um, let, let's see what we can do to, to help you with that, to, to move you on down the road so that, again, one of the big goals is that by the time you reach the king stage, you want to make sure that you've done your business in all the previous stages, because, frankly, this world is filled with uninitiated and, and you know, kings who have a, a, a less-than-solid foundation. And as a result, they end up being very, very bad kings and hurting everybody in their kingdom. And Gene, thank you. We, um, you're right. And the thing is, you know, even if you're a king today, God will take you back to those other stages. In my late 40s... Boy, oh boy, will he ever. 
in my late 40s, oh, yeah. we spent about a year in the boyhood stage, you know, and you're supposed to get that when you're before your teens. And, and God said, no, I got to come after some things for you there. Gene, we're excited about that. We'd love to talk with you after the weekend and see how that goes. But thanks for calling in. And we'll go ahead and get that information up at our website that Robbie said was up today. So you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. You can click a link and go on into Gene's website and go ahead and get registered. It's going to be a great event. And these guys are, are just awesome. They walk with God. And I trust that you would have a great weekend. It will be neat. That'd be awesome. Thanks, guys. And it's there at the events page at maskonjourney.org. Thanks, Robbie. We're going to listen to another clip. Now, you would think that a warrior at some point doesn't need to be trained anymore. And we're going to listen to a clip about a man who's been a warrior but finds himself in a, in a bad position and doesn't really think he needs to be trained. And yet, a man enters his life and wants to do that for him. And so we're going to listen to that. It's from the movie Zorro, Mask of Zorro. We're going to come back and talk about it. What's that? That's the man who my brother. You're drunk and you're angry, no condition to fight a professional soldier. Get out of my way, you old man. Care to try again? Oh, you're welcome. For what? For saving your life. I would have killed him. No, not today. He is trained to kill. You seem trained to drink. Yes, my friend, you would have fought very bravely and died very quickly. You then would avenge your brother. I would have found a way. I've never lost a fight. Except to a crippled old man just now. What is your name? Alejandro. Alejandro. You know there is a saying, a very old saying. When the pupil is ready, the master will appear. Now, if you want to kill this man, I can help you, and I can teach you how, how to move, how to think, how to take your revenge with honor and live to celebrate it. It will take dedication. It will take time. So guys, as you listen to that clip, there's so much in there. One of the things that's jumped out at me is I, I had to listen to it three or four times to really catch what Anthony Hopkins is saying. He's the former Zorro, going to be cha- training the new Zorro, and Antonio Banderas. But he says, when the pupil is ready, the master will come. Will appear. Will appear. That's right. And so when the pupil's ready, there's going to be somebody show up in your life to help train you. And isn't that what all men really want at their core? Yes, they want to know how to do things. But they want to be shown the way in some things sometimes. Yeah, we saw that in, in, in all those clips. And even in David's life, as I reread the passages, he was fixing to go and meet Goliath. Saul himself, obviously God saw something good in him as a king. And David was following him as king. He wanted to know what, he was going to get, what the king had said, what happened for the man that, that took on Goliath. And you could see Saul trying to protect David when he couldn't get him, he said, you're a boy, and, but he saw that his heart was set on it. He said, well, let me give you some armor, and he wanted him to walk around in that, and, and still he was a, making a valid attempt to help David, although David had been fathered <laughs> by the man who he talked about in the psalm, that it actually, which is so cool to think, God trained his hands for battle, and I love ever since you, you told me about that psalm to think about, how has God trained my hands for battle? 
Well, I think that one of the things that God does with, with warriors and, and any good king does is help them discern. You know, when you're a young warrior, everything's a battle. And to some degree it should be because you're training. But as you get older, there should be some discernment on which battles to enter into and which ones not to. And for me, that's one that God's really helped me on. I was a person that would want to attack any battle I could. You know, I didn't really want to back down. And some of that comes from uh, stubbornness. Some of it comes from a wound set that I had as a kid. But it was there nonetheless, and I was going to fight. Um, but God let me know, you know, there's, there's smarter things to being a warrior than always fighting. And it reminds me of David. And the story of David when he's going to uh, attack his enemy one time, and God says, here, you go out and you meet him right here. Go around the trees and you meet him, and, and I'll be there and we'll defeat him. And the next time David's going to go up against the enemy again, he, he asks God, and God says, no, this time you're going to sit still and wait on my command, and then you're, I'm going to go out ahead of you, and then I'm gonna, you're going to go defeat him. You know, and just sitting there and listening to the Father, at this point, David's king, right? I mean, he really has all the authority in the world, but not out of this world, and he really needs God to father him in it, and he does throughout the Scripture, and it's so incredible to see him father him as a warrior. He does, and... I don't know if we have time for the Patriot. We don't. Well, next week, we're going to hear an amazing clip because so many of us, we take off or we're distracted by battles that Satan lures us into mm-hmm. in order to take our strength and put it in some direction other than fighting the actual battle that God would have us fight. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of that. We could even be fighting another good battle. It's not necessarily we're off fighting bad battles, but you think about some of the great lessons in history. You know, and you go back and you look at why did... You know, the powerhouse of Germany really lose World War II. They were fighting the battle on too many fronts, right? And that's what the enemy tries to do with us. He tries to get us to fight the battle on too many fronts so that we can't be there for where we really need to fight. And and that's the one that's, that's been for me. It's not necessarily been a bad battle, but there's been a more important one. Yeah, and I love the, the what John Eldridge says in his book that you know, young boys, when they're out there knocking over sandcastles and that kind of stuff, that they are feeling their strength, they're wanting to use it, they have that heart of a warrior, and they're ready for the call, but it's got to be the call that comes from God. Absolutely, and we have an incredibly cool picture at Masculine Journey Radio on Facebook. It's just incredibly funny uh, about a little boy in a sandcastle. you got to go look at it. It's going to make you laugh. You've been listening to the Masculine Journey. Next week, we're going to talk about the King stage. We'd ask you to come back and be here with us. If you have anything that you'd like to talk to us about, reach out to us. You can reach us at our website through the contact page. You can get a hold of Robbie, Al, and I. We can get a hold of Dennis and uh, Vinny and get questions of them. Thank you for listening. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. <laughs>